Have you ever felt like maybe God was calling you to a ministry? You went to a camp, a revival service, or just at home and feel like God is putting some kind of calling on your life. Maybe you've become really passionate about some kind of people group. Or maybe you just feel an urge to serve in worship ministry or in preaching. That can be incredibly exciting, but it can also easily lead to the question, what do I do now? I feel a calling. What do I do? There are some really valuable steps that you can take when you know you're called, and those things can help you stay the right course. One of the concepts that we'll discuss in this episode is what to do when you doubt your calling. Every single person called into ministry has found themselves questioning their calling. And how you deal with that doubt is very important. I'm Josh Cave, and I've asked the exact same questions that we discuss in this episode. In fact, I've been asking questions about Christianity since I was a teenager. Those questions have led me to a lot of study and even earning a bachelor's degree in Bible and theology. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Pastor Zach Cohen from Lafayette Church of God. Today, we answer the question, I'm called to ministry. What do I do now? And I promise you do not want to miss the advice that Pastor Zach gives in talking about what to do when you know you're called and how to deal with doubt. But before we jump into that, let's cue the music. Welcome to the After Youth Podcast where we answer the most challenging questions asked by every Christian young adult. Let's dive in. Today I get to talk to a good friend of mine, Zach Cohen. Zach is the worship and youth pastor for Lafayette Church of God in North Georgia. Recently, they've experienced incredible growth in their youth ministry, while also at the same time, Zach has been able to maintain a great worship team. Zach and I met back in October of last year, and we've had a couple of really cool conversations. We've gotten to know each other a little bit better over the past couple of months. We sat down and ate lunch a couple of weeks ago, and he told me some stories about his life and ministry, his life and in his calling. And I wanted to get those stories out here to you guys. I believe that what he has experienced in his life, ministry, and relationship with God will answer some of the challenging questions surrounding being called to church ministry. Zach, I just want to welcome you to the show. I'm glad to have you today. It's great to be here. You and I have talked a lot about ministry, and you've told me some really cool stories of what God has done in your life and how God has guided you to the different ministries that you're part of now. When did you first feel God calling you to ministry? So my whole life, I've been involved in music. From the point I was like five years old, I've been involved in music. I knew a group in church. It was never a time that the doors were open that I wasn't there. I was always in church. And music was a huge part of my life and everything I did, even growing up. I went to a Christian school. So I always loved involving music in my life. I led worship in chapel services. And I always thought that maybe... God would use that, those talents and gifts and abilities that he'd given me in music, use that to minister to people through music. What I did not know, on the other hand, is when God would call me to speak and to lead a ministry. So I had felt, I'd felt called into the worship side of things from a very young age, but it wasn't until about 
three years ago, excuse me, two years ago, when I felt God called me into youth ministry. That was something that had actually shocked me. It shocked my wife. It shocked a few people because I did not see myself doing youth ministry at all. I was the music guy. I led worship at our current church and was doing that part-time or not even part-time. I was doing that, but I never saw myself in youth until one day someone asked me to pray about that. And I didn't, I, I take that back. I didn't pray about it at first. I thought they were joking. Then I started to actually pray about it. And I can remember the exact spot. I was actually walking through the woods on my lunch break where I was working where God just laid that heart for youth ministry, laid that that desire, that passion, that fire for youth ministry, literally just laid it on me like you would lay a blanket over somebody. It's the best way to describe it. But he just laid that on me as I was walking in the woods. And it's like, God, this is really where you want me to be. If this is where you've called me, this, you're going to give me everything that I need to be able to do this. So I had my wife pray about it. She also felt that same peace. Back to the question, feeling first call in ministry, I've always had a, I've always had a, a felt a call from God in my life for music, but it wasn't until two years ago where I really felt that call into youth ministry. It was a, it was an awesome thing. I look back on my life when I was a kid, like I had that same thing where it wasn't worship ministry because I wasn't a great musician. I'm still not a great musician, but when I was a kid, I always felt a calling to pastor. My mom actually funny story she was praying from the time i was probably two or three years old she was praying that god would call me to anything besides ministry <laughs> because she grew up in a family that had tons and tons of pastors and she saw the toll that that takes on a person's life and so she was actually praying against it from the time i was young but i believe that she was praying against it because in her heart she knew that was what i was called to do and as I got older, I grew into that and began to pray and ask for confirmation myself. But I remember being eight, nine, 10 years old, and I would get the hankering to go preach, and I would walk at the foot of my parents' bed. I would just pace back and forth preaching to them at nine, 10 years old. So really similar to your story where I just knew my whole life that I was called into some kind of ministry and that God was forming that in my life. And it's crazy how the twists and turns work as you go into that and as you watch God guide your life. You're exactly right. And two, I guess I should say at a very young age growing up, my mom and dad taught a Sunday school and I got to teach in that Sunday school as well. That church I was in and I always felt, man, I just always felt the desire to study. I always knew the importance. I always knew how the weight and the desire to study the word and make sure that you were not only getting everything right, but just that desire to, to study the word. And what was really cool is it was like the best way to describe it is solving a puzzle. But you would study these things and it would take you to more things and it would take you to more things. The next thing you're bouncing all throughout the Bible and you just see how connected God's word is and how it complements each other. And that was a, I can always, I can remember that feeling. It was almost like an adrenaline rush. And that was just that, just that confirmation and just that, that feeling that I've always had. And God, this is where God wants me to be. Zach, I know in my life, there was a time where I doubted my calling to ministry quite a bit. I knew I was called from a young age, like I said, but as I grew up around 15, 16, I started doubting that. And then God confirmed it. 
and then just periodically even now there seems like there are days where just something comes up or the enemy starts to whisper in my ear that maybe you're not really called to do this and so i wanted to ask you i'm sure other people that listen to this have a calling and have dealt with this also have you ever dealt with doubt about your calling or that you were called at all oh absolutely I could say this when I growing up after high school, I went into law enforcement, worked in law enforcement for a while. And my wife was actually the one I believe with all my heart, God spoke through to open my eyes of, Hey, God's got some big things planned for you in this in ministry. And I can remember from the time I was so little law enforcement was all I ever wanted to do. It's all I ever, I lived and breathed law enforcement. I wanted to be a police officer my whole life. And so it's actually through my wife who was speaking, saying, maybe you just need to ask God, maybe ask God where he wants you. And of course, my immediate answer was, it's supposed to be law enforcement. I'm supposed to be in law enforcement. But we quickly found out that wasn't true. But stepping into ministry, even as just leading worship from time to time and serving, just playing a guitar, I've had those doubts of, God, is this really where you want me to be? God, I could have made it as an officer. I always thought I'd be a pretty good officer. I could have made it there. God, this is just hard. Are you sure this is where you want me to be? Leading worship here, I believe, and I'm trying not to get my times mixed up, but to a point to where I, I went out to, I believe it's Georgia State Patrol that I was applying for, and God immediately, and it was the only way to describe it was God. There was no other possible way that, that this could have been, but God immediately shut the door to that completely. And it was a very stern door shut, if you know what I mean. He shut that door pretty hard. And that was one of many signs that God had given me of, hey, I have you where I want you, and you're going the direction that I have you going, and you need to stay on that course. So I definitely have had those doubts of, God, is this where you want me to be? God, am I really called in a ministry? God, why can't I just do this over here and live, I guess the word is live a life in law enforcement? And God quickly says, I have a plan for you. And he shows me, he shows me many times the fruit that is coming from what he has me and my wife doing, what he's using me and my wife for. And that's just a, that's just an awesome thing to see. We have our doubts sometimes. We're like, God, is this still where you want me? Even now, not, I don't say even now, but even in, in recent times past, I said, is this still where you want me? Am I supposed to be moving somewhere else? God, this has come up and this has come up and this has come up. Is this where I'm supposed to be still? I know you've called me here, but is this where I'm still supposed to be? And God quickly shows us, I have you right where I want you. And those things that you're doing, they're impacting. For us, it's youth. They're impacting those kids. Those kids are really getting touched by what I'm doing through you. And that's what we hear. And that's just a, just gives us a reassurance of, hey, we just got to keep following God and trust him. And those doubts that we're hearing, I'm not to give him too much credit because I don't want to do that. But those doubts we hear a lot of times are from the enemy who's trying to steer us off, trying to derail the tracks that God has us going on. And the biggest thing for me to relieve those is just asking God, will you give me clarity? God, can you give me clarity on what it is I'm doing? We as humans, so many times we don't see the big picture. We don't see the end of the road. We just see what's right in front of us. And so maybe that prayer, I know for me, a lot of times that prayer has been, God, not only give me clarity, but I don't want to see, 
I'd love to see, but I don't have to see the end of the road. I don't want to see the big picture. God, just give me some reassurance that I'm on the right track, that I'm on the right road, that I'm taking the right road, that this fork in the road, I'm going the right direction. Just give me some reassurance that this is where you've called me or where you still want me to be. And he always answers. He always listens. And he always, for us, has always given us that reassurance of peace. Yeah. And talking about how we get so focused on the things that are closest to us. There's a scripture that reminded me, and it basically says we can be so nearsighted that we're blind. We get so focused on the right here and now. And a lot of times, I think, especially whenever we have doubts, whenever we're discouraged or things like that in ministry, there are always going to be doubts and things that discourage us. And one of those things we have to do is just like you said, go back to God and God, give me clarity. Give me, if this is just a difficult time, give me peace in the moment and help me to remember that you've got a bigger picture in mind. I think you did a great job explaining that, how to deal with doubts, how to process some of those things. And even if not doubts, disappointments, discouragement, because the road in ministry is very much windy. It's not a, it's not a straight path by any means, but at the same time, when God's in it, he does make sure that we can see the path and he does guide us along that. A lot of people, myself included, have struggled with that in-between time where I would think especially with young adults, and I, like I said, I know it's happened in my life, where you felt this calling of God. You go to a, a youth camp or something like that, or just like you and I, our story where we've been called pretty much our entire lives but you're just waiting for it. You feel like you're in that waiting game of, all right, God, where are you taking me? What are we doing? I know I'm called, but I'm working at McDonald's and it's not fulfilling. I'm not happy. What advice would you have for somebody that's stuck in that in-between? Maybe their job's not fulfilling and they know they're called to ministry. They're just not there yet. What would you say to that person? Man, that's an awesome question because that was me. There was a time where I was working, I was working, I was an installer at a job and I was actually leading worship here. But prior to that, during that time working that job, I was not leading worship. And there was a position that had opened up that I thought, God, this is it. God, this is where this is. You've been showing me these things. You've given me these signs that you've called me into this ministry to lead worship. This is it. It's opened up. It's here. And I am so excited. And that didn't happen the way that I intended. God told me, not yet. Those We hear those answers from God, either yes, no, or not yet. And God had told me not yet. In my mind, I took it as a no. And I didn't understand because I thought that position was supposed to be mine. In my heart, I just felt so good about it. But during that time, God told me, not yet. God told me to wait. And in my heart, I was so defeated. So I got this job as an installer. And throughout that time as an installer, I was still playing guitar. And I would plan a few songs here and there just when I was asked to. And I was the whole time I was like, God, why am I even doing this anymore? You know what? I, I don't understand. I thought that was it. So here I am in another job. And then that position opened up again. And I was able to lead worship. I was able to do the things that I wanted to do, but I was still working in that job. And then my prayer became, man, I just want a, I want a full-time position, blah, blah, blah. I wanted this, that, and the other. And God was trying to use me where I was. I didn't need 
the title. I didn't need the position. I didn't need any of that for God to use me how he wanted to, because those things don't limit God. Those things don't they'll stop God from doing what he wants to do in us. God is unstoppable. And so in saying that to the person who feels that they are maybe in that time where you're called, and that was me, I knew that God had a position for me. To the person who feels that way, you're called, but maybe you don't have a position, maybe you don't have a, a, an area. I would say be patient and wait on God because God has a plan for your life. And if you know that you're called, without a doubt that God has called you and you have experienced that and you will know when you're called. The doubt comes afterwards, I promise, but you'll know when you're called. And to the person who feels that way, just be patient and wait on God because God has great things in store for you. When he calls you, he'll give you everything you need to pursue that calling. So just be patient with God and wait on him and watch him do things in you that you never even knew needed to be done. And that was my thing. God was telling me not yet because I wasn't ready. Uh, I was not ready to step in that position. And I know that looking back now, but going back to that, we always see what's right in front of us and what's, we don't always see what's ahead of us. I wasn't ready to take on that position. And there needed to be some time where God grew in me before I was ready for that. So be patient and wait on God and watch him do things in you and through you that you never even thought about and be open to what God wants to do. Don't set your heart on, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is only what I'm going to do because God can quickly use you for other things that you had no idea you were capable of. Absolutely. I think that's such great advice just to be patient and wait for what God is bringing you while you were talking about that and discussing that or a couple of things that popped up in my mind that I wanted to share along those same lines. You mentioned that those responses from God are yes, no, and not yet. And that's incredibly true. And in my own life, I've seen that same thing. And you mentioned the not yets that happened in your life and how it sounds like a no in the moment. And the thing about not yets is we don't always know that they're not yets until God says yes later. We're just in the moment and we're living for God. We're doing what we think is right, what we're, what we're passionate about. And that is a no in the moment. And then later on, as we look back on our lives in hindsight, it was a not yet. And so just like you said, don't be discouraged with a no, because that doesn't mean that God has shut the door forever. God is still guiding your life. And what is a no right now could be a not yet later on. And so I have to keep that perspective on that God is still working and developing our lives. And one thing too, I'll add to that is we forget a lot of times and say we, I forget a lot of times that we are the hands and feet of Jesus, but Jesus is the head. And so many times we forget in ministry, we do things based on how we think things can go and how many people we can reach doing this thing and how we think this needs to be done so that we can reach more people or do more things or be more impactful. But I guess to add to that, just say, man, when you do ministry, don't focus on your will in ministry. You can have dreams, you can have goals. That's awesome because we need to have dreams. We need to have goals, but don't let the dreams and the goals try to push out and outweigh God's will for you in ministry because you have to remember that we're just the hands and feet. This is God's kingdom that we're building and we're reaching people with his salvation and his grace and mercy. And that's flowing through us. It's his 
attributes, his grace, mercy, and love, and joy, and all those things that are flowing through us. It's not ours, it's his. And just to remember that this is God's kingdom that we get the opportunity to help build through sharing the gospel. So don't allow your will, your desires, your dreams to outweigh and completely shut off what God's trying to tell you to do. For sure, because it can be easy. It can be easy to get focused on numbers, like you mentioned, and we get so caught up in success and failures dependent on how many we run in a particular ministry. And that's not the kind of ministry that Jesus had on earth. It was minister to who's there, but pour in and mentor the people closest to you. And there are always highs and lows in ministry. There are really good times and there are difficult times, but those can be way more frustrating whenever you begin to focus on things that are not kingdom focused things whenever you're focused on numbers and not who you're ministering to whenever it's numbers you're checking every week man did we hit our goal this week did we not hit our goal this week and goals and things like that are important but if that's your main focus and that's what's got all of your attention you're going to be really excited one day and the next week whenever it rains and nobody shows up you'll be really disappointed Whenever you focus on God and allow God to bring in the people and you do the best you can to steward a ministry, everything else is going to fall into place and you can focus on ministering to whoever's there. I think that's awesome what you talked about there. I just want to talk more about you in that church and kind of what brought you here and things like that. So what brought you to Lafayette Church of God whenever you first started? So we, so I originally grew up Baptist and so what originally led me to the Church of God was my wife. She had family that went to this church. And at the time, I was we were looking for a church. We knew that we needed to find a church, the church that we were actually going to my mom and dad's church at the time. And it just it wasn't our style. And so we started looking for a church. And we my wife had told me about this church. And yeah, at first, I was going, I don't know. And then we came on Easter, and which is that day that everybody comes. We came on Easter. And I sat and listened to our lead pastor, Josh Edwards. He preached a message, and I can't even remember what that message is about. But I just remember that I felt the Holy Spirit here in a way that I had never felt before. I remember feeling the love and the joy from the people who were just so excited to have us here. And they didn't, they knew my wife, they didn't know me. And so that was really cool to see that how much love the people had for me, somebody they never met, somebody they didn't know. And how this church has welcomed me with open arms. And I remember leaving this place that day. And I told my wife, I was like, this is it. This is, I believe this is where God's called us. And at first when I walked in, I was like, no. And walking out of this church, I knew this is where God wanted us to be. I didn't know anything other than that. I knew that this is where God wanted us to be, that this is a place we could call home and have heard stories very similar to that from people from now, people who are part of our church. I've heard similar stories from them when they've come in here and they just felt that the spirit moving away that was just powerful in this place. That's one thing I can say about this place is it is God moves in a mighty way here. It's such a great thing. That's really what led me to come in here. Yeah, that's great. And I can echo a lot of those same things. And Pastor Josh does a great job of facilitating and allowing God to move in the church. 
you're at Lafayette Church of God. You've been going there for a little while. What led you to becoming the worship slash youth pastor? I had mentioned it a little earlier. And just when we started coming to this church, I had played. I was I started to play guitar in the worship band. Pastor Josh actually led the worship band. I got to a point where I led a couple songs here and there. And some things had transpired. We talked about that at time where I thought that this is where it's supposed to be. And God told me not yet. And I thought that I thought, man, I'm supposed to be the worship pastor. And God told me not yet. And that I needed to be patient with him. And that was one of the most, I mean, one of the hardest, but most fruitful, I guess you would say times that God took me through to this point where I was asked after that position actually came open again, I was asked, but the stipulation was that we are mostly up at the time, the time when this is being recorded now, we're a very keys-led church, very piano-led church. And that was something that I had not really tackled. I had dabbled around it a little bit, but nothing that was needed to be the, I guess you'd say the worship pastor of Lafayette Church of God. So that quickly became my prayer. And I will say this, it's one of the coolest ways that I've seen God work in my life. Whenever I, and I don't play piano well, but what I do play, it was not me. It was 100% not me. It was all God that has had instilled that in me and taught me because I can remember a time where I was just playing. No idea what I was playing. I, I did not know at all what I was playing. I was I grew up in a family that was very musically inclined, sure, and I could play anything with strings, but this is keys. And there was a time where I was up there on stage. I was actually, I think I was doing an altar call or whatever it was, and I didn't even know what I was playing. But I knew that it sounded good. Like in, in somebody's been around that music for a long time. I knew it sounded good. And I was like, okay. And I can remember this feeling of God was teaching me those things and God was preparing me for that. Even in the time where I was waiting, where I was just dabbling around with some things on the keys and just playing around, trying to get better, God was preparing me and teaching me things that I didn't know were coming at the time. So when that position came open again, and we're moving on from that not yet period, that position came open again. Like I said, I dabbled around in some things and the stipulation was, I got to have keys. Can't just not have keys anymore from a keys led church. I remember talking to God and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Don't know how I'm going to do it. But going back to the God will equip us for everything that he's called us into. He's not going to call us into it and not give us what's needed to do it. And he did. He gave me exactly that. Physically gave me that ability to where I can do that. And then we talked about youth pastor. There was a time where the former youth pastor, he was going to be moving because of some family and had some things going on that he needed to move. And he had joked, I thought he was joking, had told me, hey, man, you need to pray about youth ministry. Why don't you pray about youth ministry? And I laughed. I laughed right at him. We were actually remodeling a room at the time and I laughed at him and I said, yeah, okay. And he was very serious. He said, just do me a favor and pray about it. And I didn't, I did not pray about it because I knew in my heart, that's not where God wants me to be. That's not it. That was not where God has called me. I don't do that. And I remember him asking me again. I don't remember what, at what point it was later, but he asked me again, I told him I hadn't prayed about it, but he said, just pray about it. Just pray about it and see what God says. So I did. And that was where God, I have never, I never felt what, I never felt up until that point, God 
move in a way like that in my life where he literally like a blanket just laid that calling on my life for youth ministry, something that I had never seen coming. I never saw myself in that. And God literally just covered me with it and showed me that this is where I want you. And it was the most amazing thing. And I can all I can remember, I was just weeping at the time. It was just such an amazing thing. And then shortly after position, that position opened up as youth pastor was offered. And I was still uneasy about it when it was offered, didn't know what in the world we were doing or how we were going to do it or how the kids were going to take it or anything like that. But God orchestrated all of it. And even to this point, God just blessed it. That's such a cool story between the between learning the keys, which is an awesome story, and how God showed you with the youth ministry. I mentioned in the intro about you know, how God has blessed your youth ministry. But you want to hit on just a little bit some of the things God has done in the last since you've taken over? Oh, absolutely. We have grown tremendously from when Laura, my wife, and I, when we took over, we grew tremendously. And God has just been doing some great things. We've seen, we got the opportunity to go to different camps and things like that and take these kids on some camps to where what the prior youth pastors were seeing, Laura and I were getting to experience too. My wife, we were getting to experience too. To get to see that firsthand, hear about it. You can hear people tell you about those things, but getting to see that firsthand in those kids' eyes and getting to see God work on those kids, it was a life-changing thing. It really was. So as of now, God has grown us to a position to where we are expanding. We're actually moving to a different location in the church because we're needing to expand, which is always a good thing. It's always a good thing in ministry to not have enough room. That means that something is going right, I guess you'd say. Absolutely. But you know, we are we're at a place where we're expanding and getting to move to a different part of the church so that we can be able to accommodate for those kids that are coming in, man. And God is just really blessing. He's he has provided this far everything we needed and have needed up until this point and doing some great things. Well, that's awesome. I love hearing about what God has been doing in this church through you guys. Man, it's just incredible. Zach, I want to ask you one more question before we jump off of here. What's the most important advice that you could tell somebody that is wanting to follow God into their calling? So they're a little bit like before they're called or they felt a calling on their life and they want to follow God into that. What would you tell them? Man, I've got to say that is a question that we could spend probably three days discussing. That's one of those that in the very short time that I've been in ministry and the few years that I've been in ministry, God has spoke to me in some ways and that it would take days to share what I've learned just in those couple of years and will continue to learn until the day he calls me home. But I would say the biggest thing, one of the most important things for me is keep your eyes on God. Keep following God. Because there's times where we talked about the doubts. We talked about the things that the enemy will use to try to derail you and try to distract you. That can be anything from disappointment. It can be, it's, it just is what it is. We'll have to call it what it is. But when I say disappointment, it could be something as low numbers in your ministry, whatever it may be. It could be the songs aren't done the way that you wanted them to. And there were a few mess ups here and there that can get you thinking, this ain't me. This is not where I'm supposed to be. 
and get you want to do your own thing and get you want to do something that's not what God called you to do. And maybe it can go all the way from Satan trying to tempt you to go elsewhere, Satan trying to tempt you to do something that is outside of what it is that God's called us to be as Christians or God's called us to do in this calling that he's given us. Continue to keep your eyes on God. Let that be your prayer. Follow God wherever you want me to go. Don't let me take my eyes off you. Don't let me go down the wrong road. Don't let my foot step to the left or to the right. Keep me straight. Keep me where I'm supposed to be. Guide me in the right paths. Don't let me get distracted because it's so easy in ministry to get distracted on things that are so minute and that just don't matter. It's so easy to get into a comparing match or get into these different things. God, help me keep my eyes on you and what you have for me to do. It doesn't matter if you have one kid or you have a hundred kids or you have a thousand kids. God could use you to reach that one in a way that no other person on this planet could reach them because that's who he's put in your life. And he is giving you what's needed to be able to reach that person. So keep your eyes on God and where he wants to go. Don't allow, I think I said this earlier, don't allow what you want to do, shut out what God wants to do. We read all throughout God's word where people who are just doing the work of God, just doing the ministry of God are encountering some serious persecution. And thankfully, we live in a country where that we can still speak pretty freely, especially where we live. And so we don't experience those things, but reading back, man, and seeing the persecution that those guys faced all in the name of Jesus. They were just following Jesus, just doing what he said, just doing what he had called. They had that love. And that's that same love that we have for Jesus. So what I would say is no matter where God takes you, don't lose faith. Keep following him. No matter how strange the road may seem, just follow God wherever he calls you. Yeah. And I, I think that really sums up all of having a calling and what you do with it is if you truly focus on God in that way, you keep your eyes on God, everything else falls into place. And some of the things that we've talked about, your doubt, getting caught up in, in the ups and downs or getting caught up in the wrong things, none of that is a concern. Zach, I like that's an incredible piece of advice to give somebody, especially if you're not in ministry yet, or even if you are in ministry and maybe some distractions or things have caught your eye, focus back on God and it's all going to come back together whenever God's the main focus of your life and of your ministry. Zach, I can't thank you enough for coming on and being part of this and giving some really helpful advice, telling some stories. Thank you so much for jumping in on this with me. Absolutely. It was an honor to be able to do this. I'm so happy I got the opportunity to do it. That interview with Zach was an incredible conversation. I personally got a lot out of it, just getting to talk with him about his heart and passion for ministry, seeing what God has done in his life, and also being able to share some advice on what to do when you know you're called to ministry and how to deal with some of those doubts. But I also want to let you know, if you're in the North Georgia area, come check out Lafayette Church of God. You can find Molly and I there. We've been attending for the last couple of months, and we've really gotten a lot out of it. Their service starts at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Maybe you're not in the North Georgia area. Go ahead and check out their live stream. You can find their live stream on their Facebook page, Lafayette Church of God. 
I promise you don't want to miss what God is doing there. I'm going to plug their website into our show notes. So if you're interested in more information, you can check that out in the show notes. Or if you have any questions, you can send us an email after youthpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To keep up with everything we have going on and get updates, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, The After Youth Podcast, or on Instagram and Twitter, at After Youth Pod. If you enjoy the content we put out, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This helps us reach more people with what we're trying to do, and we would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening every week, and we will see you again next Friday.